welcome to the Destined for Success podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Takagi, and this podcast used to be called New Manager Media, Manage Right from the Start. Many of the concepts are the same, but there's a little shift. There's a shift because I know we are all destined for success, and I want to help you find the fastest, smoothest way to reach your highest best as quickly as possible. Join me in today's episode where you're going to come up with new ways to build your skills and influence others to make the impact you desire to make. I look forward to connecting with you soon. Welcome to Destined for Success. I'm your host, Jennifer Takagi, and today we have Tiffany Kellogg. Tiffany and I are in some same online groups and keep crossing paths, and it was time to get on a podcast and find out where she's from, what she does, and uh, like what success looks like for her and how she can help us get more of it. Tiffany, thank you for joining me today. Thank you so very much, Jennifer, for having me. It's an honor. So... You're in Tampa, Florida. Yes. Tell me about you. What do you do? What do you like? And how do you help get people more (laughs) success? So I do love being here in Tampa. It's probably one of my favorite parts of the country. Though nowadays I get to work with entrepreneurs all over the world, whereas before it was much more limited. Uh, I've been on Zoom since 2017, but as you know, not everybody else was. 2020, everybody else figured this out. And so I do spend most of my time virtually hanging out in my office. Um, Whenever this gets up on YouTube, y'all can see it. And my goal is to work with entrepreneurs to help them have more referrals for their business. Because if they're able to get more and better referrals, then they should have more money and more time and more fun. And I am very much about, yes, it's okay to work hard and we need to play hard as well. I think you have to find maybe I'm not really about the balance. Cause like when I go to yoga this morning and I do balance, that's hard work. Uh, for me, it's much more about the harmony that we can create in our life. And you know, it's not always perfect, but I think about music and harmony can be in discord even sometimes in our life though it works. And so I'm all about how do we find that work life harmony? Oh, I love that. I, in February of 2020, I attended an in-person event just before everything shut down. And this gentleman's whole talk was on work-life integration because he was Mm. like, you can't balance it, but you can integrate it. And holy moly, like a month later, we all learned to integrate. (laughs) And I'm with you. I've been on Zoom for a while now. And even more so, obviously, since we had friends join us in the Zoom world. (laughs) I hear people complain about it and I'm like, I've met some really amazing people. And then when I met them in person, they were even greater. I was at an event last weekend and several people I had known online and it was so fun to meet them in person. So I'm all about that. And I love this work-life harmony and balance is hard, but harmony that yeah. That could be a whole lot better. And referrals, we talked about this just a little bit before I hit record. I need all kinds of referrals. I Who's your doctor? Who's your dentist? Um, who's your VA service? Who produces your podcast? Like we're referring people all the time 
without necessarily having a strategic plan in place. So when you talk about getting more referrals, do you have some brilliant strategies so we can get more or be a better referral partner? Yeah, I think I'll probably address both. And what I find is 98% of entrepreneurs are sitting back and waiting for the referrals to come to them. Like oh, maybe they're even praying to the referral gods, please send me a referral, please, I need some money, please, please, please. And a lot of people think that growing your business cold calling, you can measure it and you can do it. And referrals aren't the same way. And actually they are. And you, so there's about 2% of the population of entrepreneurs that are doing referral marketing proactively, meaning that they're doing activities to help generate what they need to do so they can get the referrals flowing in. And my mindset is, what gets measured gets done. So I actually have a tool that we use. It's called the networking scorecard. And what I do is I measure how well we're motivating our referral network. And so instead of it being like, let me hope and pray something happens, it's okay, no, I have a plan of how I'm gonna motivate my referral network. Now, I might've gotten a little bit of ahead of myself though, because if we think about our referral network, sometimes people think, oh, referrals, networking people. I'm going to go attend five networking events a day and meet everybody that I can. And well, the introvert in me, that scares me to death. Cause I'm like, Oh man, it's hard enough to do one, yet alone five. However, I think we need to rename referral marketing into relationship marketing because it's really about the relationships that you have. And so instead of me trying to attend dozens of networking events, meeting hundreds or thousands of people, it's much more about who are the four, six or eight of the right people who can refer us all day, every day. And so it's a much more focused approach. You know, if we think about light from a perspective of if you got a light bulb, it'll illuminate a whole room. However, if it's the laser, you're gonna create better results. Um, I found that when you approach networking and referral marketing, it's about a handful of the right people on your team versus the masses. I love that. And I heard someone say recently, um, and, and in referrals, sometimes it's an affiliate relationship mm -hmm. and sometimes it's a joint venture type relationship. Yes. And this person said, I will drop everything to refer for such and such because they pay so well and their results for their clients are so good. Mm. And I thought, I want to be that partner. Yeah. And so I, I have a new thing coming up and it was like, is this a good percentage to pay out? And will people <laughs> refer me for this? And it was like, yes, every single time you do that, I will refer yeah. Love it, love it. Perfect. Perfect. So I like that. And I like the relationship piece because you can be the best at what you do, but if I don't find any way to bond with you because I'm exactly opposite of an introvert, I'm complete <laughs> extrovert. I can <laughs> bond with anybody. If we can find one thing in common, I was at a training once and this guy says, if you can come up with one thing in common, you can go to lunch. And I was like, oh, great. I love lunch. I'm, I'm all about that. But on this referral partnership and relationship partnership, like a relationship is deeper. You've got to have a connection 
so that you want to refer them. Like, I really like Tiffany. I think I'm going to refer her and her program to such and such. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So relationship marketing, who can refer us all day long? Yeah. My people. Okay. Yeah. And I think that's a, a great point because usually people are like, all right, who's best to refer me, Tiffany? And I have this conversation, you know, every time I speak anywhere, they're like, all right, Tiffany, tell me who my best referral sources are. And I'm like, did you listen to my presentation? I've got another funny story about uh, in-person spamming, if we have time to get back to that and people just not listening. Um, but to me, it's much more about who is your ideal client versus what is your profession that matters when it comes to your referral sources. Yeah. So it's not like, I think last year, people that paid me to work with me, there was 146 different professions. So I am pretty diverse in the professions that I work with. However, very rarely are they exactly the same people that are attracted because we're all attracted to different folks. And so, you know, for one speaker, you might think speaker, okay, who's referring to the speakers, but one speaker, you know, they may be looking at, okay, how do I work with the HR people? And so they're going into that kind of Sherm realm, but you have another speaker who's like, no, I only deal with kids. And so they're going after schools. That's a very different market. And so who are your best referral sources are mostly starting off going to depend on who are your best clients. Wow. I love that because I just had this conversation like 10 minutes before <laughs> deal on like get niching down into like, who is your ideal client? And that, that I was like, okay, I have all this, this list of all these people I worked with. And she was like, what's their profession for most of them? Or what, like, what did, what do they do? And it was like, most of them are coaches because mm. not only are there coaches, they're experts. And I was like, that's it. I know. <laughs> like how many years in the, in the mix has this been? I love that. Okay. So look at your ideal client versus an ideal profession. Cause our ideal clients going to be in all different kinds of professions. Yeah. And I mean, some people are very, very specific about, I work with X profession, some to the exclusion of everything else. Some, if you refer me, I'll go to other folks and professions, one thing, but I think it's really important when we're coming up with our client avatar, our client description is where do they hang out together? Because my goal is if I can get from one to the next, to the next, it's like fishing, which I don't really do, but I mean, the basic of analogy of if you're fishing and you catch a fish, you don't pull up and try and go somewhere else and find another client. You drop line almost immediately because if you've got one, there's another there. And so I think it's really important for us to be able to say, where do our clients hang out? Where are they talking? And this could be in person, but this could be an online forum or a Facebook or a LinkedIn group. Um, I, I think a platform by itself is too big. You know, can't be Facebook or LinkedIn because that's everybody, but some of the smaller subgroups or the groups that get together in person. You know, if I'm thinking I want to go after coaches and experts, I'm thinking, okay, where is my local NSA chapter, National Speakers Association? Where is my local um, ATSD, I think, is the, the training association? Is What other coaching groups are there? Because then I'm like, okay, let me go find those folks when I know what I'm going after. It makes a difference. Where are they hanging out? 
I love that. Where are they hanging out? That's always a question that comes up. And I'm like, I don't know. They and it sounds like if they're hanging out at the bar, that is a bonus for us. <laughs> <laughs> Do that. <laughs> well, it's interesting. My um, husband and I used to own a promotional products company many years ago. And we did an exercise to figure out his ideal client in the business. And he listed his top 10 clients. And when he listed them out, he's like, nine of these are my beer drinking buddies. I'm like, they're the ones spending money with you. So we actually created a networking group event, a monthly thing that we would do called Brewing Up Business. And we went to a different brewery once a month to invite people to come hang out and network with us because his best clients were his beer drinking buddies. And okay, let's be honest. It was an excuse to try a new brewery every month as an expense, as an event. And it was just fun. Oh, but it's perfect. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Ah, this is why we do these things to learn from other people. Perfect. Okay, so um now I want to I want to set up more strategic specific referring. Is there is there something I need to know or share when I want to get into a referral relationship with someone? Yeah. So I think that first it's key. And I love that we've got the word relationship somewhere along the way, when we got into business as entrepreneurs, we like kind of forgot what relationships take. And it's like, Hey, I just met you. Give me business. Hey, I just met you. Give me referrals. And we need to breathe. And remember it is a relationship. I'm not going to ask you to marry me on my first date. Probably. I mean, Vegas make things may be different, but for the most part, we're not getting married on the first date. So why are we trying to get in bed or in a relationship with a business partner before we've even, you know, gotten the main course? So I think sometimes we have to slow down a little bit and remember it's a relationship. And if both sides are open to building a referral relationship, I mean, I've got a laundry list of stuff they need to know about you. Um, but I think the couple at the top uh, number one, I think when they know your why, that helps inspire them to be on board with you, as well as it gives them a little bit of ammunition because they know why you're inspired to do what you do. So they can use that and share that on your behalf when they're talking about a prospect. And speaking of sharing on your behalf, I think success stories are crucial. How have you helped your clients? And when you share that with your referral sources, they can use that. It's so much better than here's a list of features. It's like, here's how Jennifer's helped. A client did this. Here's how she helped this client do that. And then, so that's my kind of basic first conversation. And then I like to do what I call a, a referral conversation for conversion. Four parts. The first thing is what are your triggers? So what do I look for? What do I listen for that lets me know the person I'm speaking to is a good prospect? So like, what's something someone might say, Jennifer, to let us know that uh, they're a good prospect for you? Uh, the people who like ask, tell me more. I do energy healing. Okay. Um, clearing trapped emotions, past events so that you can. So what might be something someone says that lets me know that they need you? Well, Without them saying that they need you. Well, they usually ask 
me to tell them more about what I do and how it works. Yeah. Which means they're extremely curious. Right. But see, I haven't met you yet. And so if I want Susie to refer me to you, Susie, you know, you're not here yet. So we're, we're not to you yet. If somebody needs energy healing, what's one of the most common reasons they come to you? What's their complaint? Abundance wealth. Okay. All right. So they're, maybe they might be talking about how they're tired of being broke. Yep. Okay. So we're going to go with that for part eight of our referral conversation. Now, what too many people do is then they do the referral pounce. Oh my gosh, Jennifer, you're tired of being broke. Let me introduce you to someone that can help you not be broke. Yes, that, that's a little that's a little too much up front because we haven't seen if there's a need yet. Mm. So step B in this process is how do I start a conversation on your behalf? What's what's the um, the conversation starter? Because sometimes just because somebody needs us doesn't mean that they're ready for us. Yeah. If I say, I mean, we have to be careful, you know, why are you broke? Well, I'm not willing to get a job because I don't want childcare to be taken out. Okay. That's probably not somebody we want in our realm anyway. However, so, but we want to, we want to qualify that need first. So before mentioning, Hey, I've got Jennifer that can help you. We want to start a conversation to see, you know, it could be something along the lines of, you know, what have you tried in the past? Or why do you feel like you're still broke? We, what we want to do is have them tell us a little bit more. We're trying to kind of find that pain and see if there's a need. So then it makes it super easy for us to do C, which is then create the introduction. So, oh, wow, you've been, stro- you've been broke for like 20 years. You've gotten rid of the toxic people in your life and you still can't find your way through. Would you be open to taking a few minutes to talk with this amazing gal that I know? Now, some people go a little bit more formal. I am a Southern gal uh, through and through. Arkansas, Mississippi, Tennessee, North Carolina. And then I moved the furthest uh, north I've ever lived, which is Tampa, Florida. It's a funky thing. Like if you're in the northern part of Florida, it's country and Southern. Um, If you go a little bit east of here, North of here, it's country and Southern. They're two different things. I'm Southern, my husband's country, Um, but Tampa is not. So, (laughs) but I'm Southern, so I'm more casual, but I'd be like, I had this amazing gal, Jennifer. I think she may be able to help you. Would you be open to having a conversation with her? Or, you know, you teach us, how, how do you like when people refer you? What's the best way for people to refer people over to you? I, I just love it when I get a text message. Hey, Jennifer, Tiffany's going to be calling you. She really needs your help. <laughs> love it. Love it. Makes me so happy. Brilliant. I might take it one step further if it's okay with Tiffany and be like, hey, I was just meeting with Tiffany. That's weird. I'm going to pick somebody else. I was just meeting with Susie and I was telling Susie all about how great you are, Jennifer. And so I wanted to connect the two of you here on text and she should be calling you shortly because then we already have open communication with Susie. Plus she's still supposed to call, but if she doesn't call, then it's easy to text back and be like, Oh, uh, my phone's been off. <laughs> Cause it is when we're doing interviews, you know, I, if you called, I missed it. Give me a call back. Yeah. Or here's my link. Let's book yeah. Up. Oh yeah. Let's just schedule it. Let's have this. Let's have this chat. Let's really? find out what's going on. Oh my gosh. I love this so much because 
<laughs> one thing that I have found like struggle might be too big of a word. It might be an eye opener. Like what something has been eye opening to me is people will share. <laughs> I'm going to try to word this as positively as possible. People will share what's not working right, but then they don't always want a solution. Right. And that's where you don't want to offer the solution when they don't want it. I, I had someone um, very dear to me who does not really believe in energy work. Okay, yeah. And, and and so I just I just don't talk to them about it, right? Because they don't get it. They don't believe it. So one day, and I also help with physical issues, wealth, physical, relationship, emotional kind of things. And she texted me like five days in a row. Like, oh, <laughs> I'm so sick. I feel so bad. Oh, I still feel bad. So finally, after like the third day, I was like, um, do you want me to do something about that? Like, <laughs> are you asking me to help you? But I wasn't going to ask in the first right. place. Now she's an absolute convert, firm believer, <laughs> quit smoking because of the work that I did. Right. So like nice. it all came together, but it's really a dance of does somebody, are, are they truly open to it? right yeah, okay. yeah. To whatever it, it whatever it is i'm just doing air quotes for those of right. you <laughs> audio i'm doing air quotes <laughs> you can't see it but yeah you have to know do they really want that are they really interested in making a change because i loved dr phil i mean he's probably still on tv but i don't really see him that often anymore but he would say how's that working for you yeah. and it's kind of the same thing you you you're you're stating your discomfort, but how's it working for you? Are you ready to stay there? Are you ready to step out of that? Story? And there are some people that are a hundred percent happy to stay miserable. <laughs> yes. And they're not going to say that they're going to be gentler because when we ask the question, Hey, I know somebody who might be able to help you with that. Would you, would you like no. me to introduce you? They're going to say no. Like that's what happens. Like all the way up until that point, they're totally open until there's a yeah. solution. So, so on that, that's the last piece. Great segue to the last piece of the referral conversation. Perfect. And that's how to overcome objections. Okay. So a couple of things on this, because sometimes people freak out and they're like, Tiffany, I don't want my referral sources overcoming my objections. I want to overcome my objections. I'm going to do it better than anybody. So I'm not trying to get them to overcome the objections of closing and giving you money. I'm trying to overcome the objection of, will you actually have a conversation with Jennifer? And so, you know, sometimes it could be, no, I don't have the time. No, I don't have the money. And so if you have like kind of something built up, like we have a program, it's called Ignite Your Business. If somebody's like, oh, it's a little bit expensive. Well, it's three monthly payment plans, if that helps. There's a money back guarantee. So if you do the program, it doesn't work for you. You get your money back. Um, and you can also share the testimonial. You know, the average graduate is earning between 10 and $67,000 worth of referrals within their first year doing the program. What would one referral be worth for you? So you could have that. However, if somebody's just like, no, I don't like Tiffany. Or no, I am not even open to energy work then we don't try and overcome that objection. 
it, it is what it is. I am not everybody's flavor. Um, you know, I think energy work, that's one of those things that's so woo now. And in 20 or 50 years, people are going to be like, there it's, it's like, it's going to be like the dark ages. Like people did, like most people didn't do energy work. What? You know, I think that's, that's where, you know, chiropractic. I remember when I was a kid, like my mom would go to the chiropractor and it was just like, what in the world? And I, it's still a little on the outside of modern medicine. You know, it's not a hundred percent accepted, but so many more people are doing it. I figure 20, 50, a hundred years, energy work's going to be the same way. Yeah. Like, why didn't we always do this? Well, we're going back to what's always been right. right. And we kind of got away from it. And uh, just to put this out there, I'm a both and kind of girl. Do not take away my modern medicine. <laughs> I'm, I'm both and don't take it away. Yes. I think we can work together, create healing in the body, the medicine, the surgeries, whatever, you know, yeah. better. So, so I, sometimes there's, there's medicines that you've got to have, or you're going to die. It's a both and it's, yeah. a, <laughs> anyway, it's a total both and yes. So, I, I love this and I love this conversation and I love the fact that like we work into it, right? And those of us who are entrepreneurs, coaches of any type, we're told you don't ask somebody to get married on the first date. Occasionally it happens and it works out really well. Other times it happens and it's a colossal <laughs> failure. But when you like, literally, like I knew in the first week I was going to marry my husband. It just, you know, took a little while to get down the altar, um, that's so funny. Cause I was listening to one of your most recent podcasts, like, you know, what, cause I knew my husband for like six or eight months and like, I don't even know that we were on each other's radar. Um, our freshman year, our sophomore year, we started paying. Yeah. I got a husband from school at a six girls to one guy school. That was not my intention when I went there. Not that MRS degree. <laughs> I, I was not anticipating that at all, but I didn't get that. <laughs> And what did I say on my podcast? What did oh, I you were talking about how like women, like women, 85% of the time, I think would be willing to look at somebody differently um, after they got to know them. Whereas men were much more likely their first impression. Oh, wow, that sounds so like something I would say. <laughs> I was listening to it like an hour ago. So, <laughs> well, so but that's kind of the thing. Okay. Yeah. I have a business. You either have an interest in it and we can talk about it a little bit or you have none. Um, but in that referral piece, like you're not going to refer me to somebody who is super conservative, structured, anti-woo. Right. And I, like you say, more and more people are being exposed to it, seeing it for the value that it has. Again, I'm a both and kind of gal. And so it just, it all plays in. There's, there's enough of everything for everybody. Yes. And if I'm not your cup of tea, somebody else is. If Tiffany's not your cup of tea, somebody else is. So I love that. But you've given us so much to think about here because we've got, turn the page. <laughs> like 98% are waiting for referrals to come to them. Yeah. And I love, like, we have to ask for it, right? Like, would you refer me? This is what I offer. This is what I have. This is how it can be a reciprocal relationship. Like, we have to be, like, I need to step into being that 2% that, like, actually asks for it and markets proactively yeah. for that. Um, and then, let's see, going for that ideal client versus a profession, <laughs> 
That's really good. I so many stories about that. I really like that. But the list of what you should know. Yeah. That is so critical to have that basic information before you make the referral. So in your business, when we look at success, what does success look like for you? If someone says, Tiffany, do you consider yourself a successful gal? Like what, what does that look like? Describe that for me a little bit. So I, success for me, I mean, there's some, you know, metrics of revenue and all of that, but I love it when I get text or tagged on social media and it's like, Hey, look at the van that I just bought my wife. Hey, I just surprised my husband with a, is it a five wheeler? Like the ones that you add, you put onto the, um, truck. Yeah, fifth wheel. yeah. Or, um, one of my clients is like, so we've been holding off and we finally decided it's time for that fourth kid because uh, the business is working. Hey, we started another business. We've hired more people. And so I just love it when I get the text or the tags on social media. Occasionally I'll get calls. Once I had the person show up in the vehicle in my driveway and it's like, look what we were able to create. And so I love the fact when people get to live the life they desire. Um, I lost my mom when I was like early 20s. She was only 47. And it really made me realize how short life is. Uh, and then a couple of years ago, 2019, my sister-in-law passed away at 44. And so it's kind of like life is so short. I see entrepreneurs put on hold what they want for down the road. Once the business grows, once we've done this, once we've done that, we don't know what's going to happen in a couple of weeks, a couple of months, a couple of years. Heck, look at COVID that completely changed our life. And so I think we have to, you know, make the most of it as, as often as possible. Now, you know, we can't really like just go live fun all the time because we've got the mortgage or rent and we've got to have health insurance and food helps. Unfortunately, we can't live off the sun yet. So we've got to do all of this, but I think it's important for us to be able to live life to the fullest each and every day. And so anytime I've got my clients that are like, this is what you helped me take the next step. It's just amazing. I love that. And however you want to define it for the listeners out there, money is the currency we use to buy freedom. And so I actually have, have a thing on money uh, that I do with clients. And it's it's just getting over that idea because somebody's going to say, but I don't want a new car. Okay, you don't have to get a new car, but who can you help? Who can you impact? Because for somebody, that new car is going to make a difference in their life because they can get from point A to point B more comfortably. Yeah, like I didn't feel like I needed a new car. My husband, for branding perspectives, did. And I had, it's like a 2,000, 200,000 mile Honda Accord, but I'm like, my brother's car was falling apart. And I'm like, this car, he used it for five years after. And so instead of selling it and doing something with it, I was able to just give it to him. Like, here's a car that ran for another five years. It works fine. My husband was right. It didn't fit my brand. Um, <laughs> but I'm like, you know, I was able to do that. Whereas if I was strapped for cash, I might not have gotten a new car, might not have been able to pass that on. And Might not have been able to help the car dealer guy that made his commission on, on getting the car. 
And then your brother got a vehicle that got him around safely and securely from point A to point B, because that's the purpose of a car, right? But then you throw all other things in it. So I just wanted to kind of throw that in there because we're of a like mind on that. Yeah. Like totally like money is a currency and it, it gets us the freedom to create the impact and do the things we want to do in the world. Tiffany, I have loved getting to know you today because we're, like I say, we're in multiple things together, but we haven't really gotten to hang out. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you for your insights. Hey, do you have a freebie or someplace you want people to go or do you have an offer? What do you have? Yeah, so I do have um, all kinds of stuff going on. You can find me on social. I'm Tiffany Kellogg. One of the joys of being like the first generation of people in um, social media realm with slightly funky names. I would think Jennifer is pretty mainstream, but Takiji might be less popular when combined with Jennifer. I don't know. Tiffany with the IE, I've certainly gotten lucky. So I'm all there on Facebook, LinkedIn, Insta. I've got a TikTok. I'm not cool enough yet. It's on the the list. <laughs> However, if they want a free ebook, I have a, a short little ebook, Why You Ain't Getting Referrals, that continues on the conversation today, gets you on the list so I can send you other free goodies. And that's just bit.ly slash why ain't without an apostrophe. Why ain't? Why ain't? A-I-N-T. A-I-N-T. That's the Southern coming out to play again. I love it. Thank you for your time, Tiffany. This has been awesome. I'm Jennifer Takagi, and I look forward to connecting with you soon. Thank you for taking your time to spend with me on this latest podcast of Destined for Success. Please take a moment to leave a review, share it with a friend, and subscribe and get the newest episodes every Monday morning. I'm Jennifer Takagi, and I look forward to connecting with you soon.